0: Lord Jesus and Heavenly Father, thank you all so much for the many things you've blessed us with all throughout this day. Now the awesome opportunity once again to get back into your word. We truly thank you for it as we do. We pray in Jesus' precious holy name. Amen. Continuing our Bible study of May to Z in the word knowledge, we'll turn to 2 Corinthians chapter 4. See here a reference to knowledge. As it reads here, Therefore, seeing we have this ministry, as we have received mercy, we faint not, but have renounced the hidden things of dishonesty, not walking in craftiness, nor handling the word of God deceitfully, but by manifestation of the truth, commending ourselves to every man's conscience in the sight of God. But if our gospel be hid, it is hid to them that are lost, in whom the God of this world hath blinded the minds of them which believe not, lest the light of the glorious gospel of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine unto them. See, we recognize that the God of this world is speaking of Satan and has blinded the eyes of the non believers, as he continues, for we preach not ourselves, but Christ Jesus the Lord, and ourselves your servants for Jesus' sake. For God who commanded the light to shine out of darkness hath shined in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. The Holy Ghost shines into us. The Holy Ghost calls people in. And when you yield to that call and you receive Jesus Christ, acknowledge Jesus Christ as your Lord, as your Savior, then the Holy Ghost comes into you and you are enlightened and filled with knowledge. So the darkness is gone. The light is there. And the revelation of knowledge that comes from the Lord, which is the truth, not cunning fables derived by man, but the truth of the word of God. I right, now go to Second Corinthians in chapter six. Here we see another reference. In chapter six, pick it right up in verse one. We then are workers together with Him. Now, the we speaking of here is, of course, Paul himself, which is writing these letters to the church at Corinth, and also the other apostles, and anyone who has become a minister, a missionary, a preacher, a teacher, a pastor, a worker for the Lord is who he's speaking of when he says here, as workers. And we've all been given the Great Commission to go out and share the gospel, to share the knowledge of Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. Once again, verse 1. We then, as workers together with Him, beseech you also that ye receive not the grace of God in vain. For He saith, I have heard Thee in a time accepted, and in the day of salvation have I secured. The behold now is the accepted time. Behold now is the day of salvation. Giving no offense, if anything, that the ministry be not blamed. We go out, spread the gospel, preach and teach. We go out and we live in this world and we are ambassadors of God. And we must represent him always, everywhere, and not bring shame to the kingdom. Verse 3 again. Giving no offense in anything that the ministry be not blamed, but in all things approving ourselves as the ministers of God. In much patience, in afflictions, in necessities, in distresses, in stripes, in imprisonments, in tumults, in labors, in watchings, in fastings, by pureness, by knowledge, by long suffering, by kindness, by the Holy Ghost, by love unfeigned, by the word of truth, by the power of God, by the armor of righteousness on the right hand and on the left. By honor and dishonor, by evil report and good report, as deceivers and yet true, as unknown and yet well known, as dying and behold we live, as chastened and not killed, as sorrowful yet always rejoicing, as poor yet making many rich, as having nothing and yet possessing all things. All of that is talking about The life of an active minister of the Lord. Because he clearly puts it there in verse 3. The ministry. Speaking of the ministry. We are ministers of God. We are doing a work with the Lord. Not of our own account. But he allows us to be a part of his work. To come on in and join. So that we may obtain rewards. And through that process of becoming a minister of the Lord, we are res- we are indwelt with the Holy Ghost and He gives us the knowledge of the truth of the Word of God so we can spread that and share that with the world. I right, now go to Ephesians. Here another letter. This letter of Paul to the church at Ephesus, helping them in their Christian growth and helping them in receiving the knowledge. In Ephesians, pick it right up in chapter 1, verse 1. Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ by the will of God, to the saints which are at Ephesus and to the faithful in Christ Jesus. See, it's not just to the church at Ephesus, but to everyone who has the faith in Jesus Christ. Grace be to you and peace from God our Father and from the Lord Jesus Christ. I love the way Paul identifies this full title of the Lord. It says, the Lord Jesus Christ. Lord meaning ultimate authority. and Jesus, which means the Lord is salvation. And then Christ, which means the anointed one. So, the Lord Jesus Christ. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Don't misunderstand this use of the word predestinated here and think that it was predetermined that you become a born-again Christian and that it wasn't your choice that it was determined and it was going to happen whether you liked it or not. No. Everyone that comes into the world, he has a plan. He has an availability of becoming one of the ministers, one of the children of the Lord, one of the family adopted into the family of God. Everyone has that available. It's predetermined that this would be available to everyone. It's not forced upon anyone. It's not some get chosen, some don't. This goes out to whosoever, as he clearly puts in several places. Read verse 5 again. Having predestinated us into the adoption of children by Jesus Christ to himself, according to the good pleasure of His will, to the praise of the glory of His grace, wherein He hath made us accepted in the beloved, in whom we have redemption through His blood, the forgiveness of sins, according to the riches of His grace." That's such an awesome verse there, that through the finished work of Jesus Christ, through Him shedding His blood, we have, by grace, the availability of forgiveness for our sins, wherein he hath abounded toward us in all wisdom and prudence, having made known unto us the ministry of his will, according to his good pleasure, which he hath purposed in himself. Notice, having made known unto us the ministry, it is given to us, that knowledge is given to us by grace, directly from the Lord, This is the dispensation of the fullness of times he might gather together in one all things in Christ, both which are in heaven and which are on the earth, even in him, in whom also we have obtained an inheritance, being predestinated according to the purpose of him who worketh all things after the counsel of his own will, that we should be to the praise of his glory who first trusted in Christ in whom ye also trusted after that ye heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, in whom also after that ye believed, ye were sealed with that Holy Spirit of promise. Sealed. That's a seal that cannot be broken. Sealed into the family, into the ministry, by the indwelling Spirit of the Holy Ghost which is the earnest of our inheritance until the redemption of the purchased possession unto the praise of His glory. The earnest means just the down payment. Such an awesome thing to have is that assurance that we have more to look forward to than we've already been receiving. The receiving of the indwelling Spirit of the Holy Ghost is way beyond what we deserve already. And yet that's only a portion. That's only a parcel. That's only a down payment, you might say, in earnest. We have so much more ahead of us. Verse 15. Wherefore, I also, after I heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus, and love unto all the saints, speaking of the church at Ephesus there, cease not to give thanks for you, making mention of you in my prayers, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give unto you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him, the eyes of your understanding being enlightened, that ye may know what is the hope of his calling and what the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints. That is just a taste. That is just a sample when we receive the dwelling spirit of the Holy Ghost and we have so much more to look forward to because we come into the family and we become a joint heir with Jesus Christ. As it continues, And what is the exceeding greatness of his power to us who believe according to the working of his mighty power which he wrought in Christ when he raised Him from the dead, and set him at his own right hand in the heavenly places, far above all principality and power and might and dominion and every name that is named, not only in this world but also in that which is to come, and hath put all things under his feet, and gave him to be the head over all things to the church, which is his body, the fullness of him that filleth all in all. We become part of the body. We become part of the family. Jesus Christ is the head. and He allows us to be connected to the body and work within that all in harmony. So awesome. And it's by that indwelling spirit and through that channel, he gives us the knowledge that we need to do the task that he has set before us to do. And that is to spread the good news of the salvation that is available to all mankind. All right, now go to Ephesians in chapter 4. Right here in Ephesians chapter 4, we see Paul talking about some of his experience as he starts out here. In Ephesians chapter 4, I, therefore, the prisoner of the Lord, beseech you that ye walk worthy of the vocation wherewith ye are called. By this time, he's speaking of how he has been arrested. Back and forth in that battle of being arrested, being persecuted, being horribly treated and tortured and even stoned and finally arrested and taken all the way to Rome and eventually beheaded. But a prisoner in a spiritual sense as well. He feels like he is bound to and by the ministry, a willing and hopeful prisoner in such a manner. I, therefore, the prisoner of the Lord, beseech you that ye walk worthy of the vocation wherewith ye are called. Now, we have all been called in to do a task Here is stand the vocation, the work. What has the Lord called you to do? You need to find out. Not just your will, but His will be done. With all lowliness and meekness, with long-suffering, forbearing one another in love, endeavoring to keep the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace. That seems to be a difficult one for many Christians, is that unity and peace. You hear so many squabbles within churches. You see so many splits. It's why there's so many various Christian denominations, because the people don't get along. They go off on a tangent on one little thing, or this thing, or that thing, or something about the church, or something about somebody's attitude or behavior, or, or little things about the prophecy, or the Word of God that they don't all agree upon, and the next thing you know there's a split, another denomination. It shouldn't be that way. There is one body and one spirit, even as ye are called in one hope of your calling, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all, who is above all and through all and in you all. But unto every one of us is given grace according to the measure of the gift of Christ." Wherefore, he saith, when he ascended up on high, he led captivity captive and gave gifts unto men. Now that he ascended, what is it but that he also descended first into the lower parts of the earth? He that descended in the same is the same also that ascended up far above all heavens that he might fill all things or fulfill. And he gave some. Now, this is talking about the various vocations. Appointments, ordinations, gifts, and opportunities. Verse 11. And he gave some apostles, and some prophets, and some evangelists, and some pastors and teachers for the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ. Let's look at these a little bit. You have people that have been given various vocations, various opportunities to work for the Lord, and he lists some of them here, prophets, evangelists, and pastors, and teachers, not putting one above the other. And we have to be very careful not to puff ourselves up according to what gift he has given us or position he has given us to think one is any better than the other because it clearly says what it's for in verse 12 for the perfecting of the saints for the work of the ministry for the edifying of the body of Christ not for the edifying of the body of the individual way too many times you see people that wind up doing that they get into a vocation for the Lord a work a task for the Lord and they love to take all the credit they love to get the praise for the work of the Lord shouldn't be it's going to be that wood, hay and the stubble. It's going to get burned up. As it continues, verse 13, "...until we all come in the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God, unto a perfect man, unto the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ." We need to bring it all together, work together for the unity of "...that we henceforth be no more children, tossed to and fro, and carried about with every wind of doctrine, by the slight of men, and cunning craftiness, whereby they lie in wait to deceive." And that's a lot of things is going on. People are like a bunch of silly little children, and if they don't get their way, they get all upset, and one will take my toys and go home. And split churches up? Shouldn't be. They need to grow up, and get together... And get along. Do the work of the Lord. As it continues. Let's read 14 again. That we henceforth be no more children. Tossed to and fro and carried about with every wind of doctrine. By the slight of men. And cunning craftiness whereby they lie in wait to deceive. But speaking the truth in love. May grow up into him in all things which is the head even Christ. For whom the whole body fitly joined together and compacted by that which every joint supplieth, according to the effectual working of the measure of every part, maketh increase of the body unto the edifying of itself in love. So when the body's working properly, it comes together in harmony and it becomes very efficient. This I say therefore and testify in the Lord that ye henceforth walk not as other Gentiles walk in the vanity of their mind having the understanding darkened, being alienated from the life of God through the ignorance that is in them because of the blindness of their heart. Shouldn't be like the world, shouldn't be like the Gentiles, shouldn't be like the ungodly. Split up, broken up, going here and there by every whim. It says not to be children anymore. Verse 14 again, "...that ye henceforth be no more children tossed to and fro, and carried about with every wind of doctrine by the slight of men, and cunning craftiness, whereby they lie in wait to deceive." We need to be strong in the faith and in the knowledge and have that unity, like he said there in verse 13 again, "...till we all come into unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God." Unto a perfect man, unto the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. If the Christians of this world, if all the Christians of this world would come together in unity as one in our trust and in our faith of Jesus Christ, it would be such a force that this world has never seen. Need to get it right, keep it right, learn from the Holy Ghost obtain the knowledge, and then share that knowledge. Right now, turn to Philippians chapter 1. Here, Paul addressing the church at Philippi, speaking about their knowledge, gaining some knowledge, and praying that they would and in Ephesians chapter 1, picking it up in verse 8, For God is my record, how greatly I long after you all in the bowels of Jesus Christ, and this I pray, that your love may abound yet more and more in knowledge and in all judgment, that ye may approve things that are excellent, that ye may be sincere and without offense till the day of Christ, being filled with the fruits of righteousness, which are by Jesus Christ unto the glory and praise of God." See, when we have that unity, when we have the full indwelling spirit of the Holy Ghost and not squelching him, not suppressing him, receiving all that knowledge, then we come together in the unity of faith with love and bring honor and glory to the Lord because then we are part of the praise to the Lord. It shows our appreciation, shows our belief, our trust, our hope, our faith, when we come together as obedient children of the Lord. Now over to Colossians. We see here another greeting to the church at Colossae by Paul. He reads, Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ by the will of God, and Timotheus, our brother, to the saints and faithful brethren in Christ, which are at Colossae. Grace be unto you, and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. We give thanks to God and the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, praying always for you. Since we heard of your faith in Christ Jesus and of the love which ye have to all the saints, for the hope which is laid up for you in heaven, Whereof ye heard before in the word of the truth of the gospel, which is come unto you as it is in all the world, and bringeth forth fruit, as it doeth also in you since the day ye heard of it, and knew the grace of God in truth. As ye also learned in Ephorus, our dear fellow servant, who is for you a faithful minister of Christ. who also declared unto us your love in the Spirit. So they had a good reputation in that church, in that group, and it was being spread around. And Paul was glad to hear of that and complimenting them as he continues. For this cause we also, since the day we heard it, do not cease to pray for you, and to desire that ye might be filled with the knowledge of his will in all wisdom and spiritual understanding. So we see here that Paul is praying that they continue to receive the knowledge. And that knowledge and wisdom and understanding comes from the Lord by way of the power of the Holy Ghost that is available for everyone that will accept that and utilize that. And then it is multiplied. And it continues in verse 10. That ye might walk worthy of the Lord unto all pleasing, being fruitful in every good work, and increasing in the knowledge of God. See, as we do the work, the Lord continues to give us what we need to continue in the ministry, which is that knowledge. Knowledge of his word and knowledge of his will that we then apply to the work He has available for us to do. As it continues, verse 11, Strengthened with all might. Now that might comes from the Lord, not ourselves, but from the Lord. According to His glorious power, unto all patience and long suffering with joyfulness, giving thanks unto the Father, which hath made us meet to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in light, who hath delivered us from the power of darkness and hath translated us into the kingdom of His dear Son, in whom we have redemption through the blood, even forgiveness of sins. So awesome what we have, what we can trust in, what we can utilize. We merely need to totally trust in the Lord, turn it all over to Him, stand on His might, His power, His knowledge that He blesses us with, gives us, and then we multiply that when we put it to work. Because that's what he was talking about up there in verse 10. That ye might walk worthy of the Lord unto all pleasing, being fruitful in every good work. That means productive in all the good works. And when that happens, as it continues, and increasing in the knowledge of God. So as we work He continues to give us more. As we use what he's blessed us with, he multiplies that. And he strengthens us with his strength, with his might. And he gives us that full joyfulness also. As it says there, long-suffering with joyfulness. So when you are a fruitful, productive Christian, you are filled with joy. Filled with strength. Filled with knowledge and wisdom that comes from God so many blessings He gives us, and it is truly by grace. Let's pray. Lord Jesus and Heavenly Father, we truly thank you for all the many things that you bless us with, and the knowledge that gives us that confidence, that fills us with that joyfulness as well, because we know what we have, and we know what we have to look forward to, and help us to be encouraged to go out and share that with others out in the world. We seem to see so many that are without that knowledge and seems to be on the increase. But that should really excite us and get us out there doing that very work that you have available to bring more in so they also can be filled with that knowledge and that joyfulness and your strength. Thank you oh so much for all of it as we pray in Jesus' precious holy name. Amen. Thank you all.